Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Friday, April 21st. I'm Nyla Boudou. Here's what we're following today. A SpaceX rocket launch and explosion. And AI gets into viral music making. Plus, some good news about the Florida Panther. But first, Justice Clarence Thomas under scrutiny. That's our one big thing. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas has been in the headlines this month for possible ethics breaches, following a report from ProPublica that for decades he received gifts from a billionaire GOP donor. Pressure is now mounting for action, and yesterday the Senate Judiciary Committee requested testimony from Chief Justice John Roberts about the ethical standards of the Supreme Court. Here for our Friday State of Play is Axios' Managing Editor of Politics, David Lindsay. David, can you catch us up quick with Justice Clarence Thomas's ties to Harlan Crow? For decades, Harlan Crow, who's the billionaire son of a Dallas developer, had provided Clarence Thomas and his wife, Jenny, with all sorts of vacations, trips on uh, Crow's yacht. ProPublica estimated that one trip alone in 2019 would have been worth $500,000. And the catch was that Thomas had never reported any of this on his financial disclosure forms. So Judiciary Chair Dick Durbin has asked Chief Justice John Roberts to appear at a public hearing on May 2nd. What can we expect from this? Durbin's letter to uh, the chief justice told the chief justice that he was not expected to answer questions about other matters besides ethics of the court. Could be read to say that he won't be asked about Clarence Thomas. It's hard to believe, though, that if Justice Roberts appears before the judiciary panel, that they would not ask him about Clarence Thomas because several Democrats not only have have called for ethics reform on the Supreme Court, they've said that Thomas should resign or they've called for the impeachment of Clarence Thomas. David, what has Justice Thomas's response been to all of this? He issued a statement that early in his tenure, he checked with people in the judiciary and was told that he didn't have to report it necessarily if they didn't have business from the court. But experts said that he did have to under the requirements of Supreme Court ethics. Since then, there's been a big debate about whether those guidelines should be made more clear. David, you mentioned that some Senate Democrats are calling for Thomas's impeachment or for the chief justice to open an investigation. How likely is any of that to happen? Unlikely, but it is another issue for Justice Roberts to deal with. Uh, The backdrop to this is Jenny Thomas. The controversy over Jenny Thomas's role in the January 6th insurrection and opposing the 2020 election results. And a lot of Democrats who are calling out Clarence Thomas now kind of have that in the back of their mind. This is a politically charged situation, and that's kind of hard to separate from what's happening now if you think that Justice Thomas has become a target for Democrats. David Lindsay is Axios's managing editor for politics. Thanks, David. Thank you, Nyla. Take care. The giant SpaceX Starship rocket launched yesterday from Texas for the first time, then exploded minutes after takeoff. There were no people on board. Elon Musk's company won a nearly $3 billion contract from NASA two years ago to build the Starship for landing astronauts on the moon. Musk says his team will learn from this for the next attempt in the coming months. 
In a moment, how the Florida Panther is making a comeback. Welcome back to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Tomorrow is Earth Day, so today we wanted to celebrate a success. When it comes to endangered species, we hear a lot about animals that are on the verge of going extinct. And that was the case with the Florida panther, or puma. But 50 years of work and the last remaining species of puma in the eastern United States is no longer on the brink of extinction. That's thanks in part to the work of National Geographic explorer, photographer, and founder of the Florida Wildlife Corridor Project, Carlton Ward Jr. His new book is Path of the Panther, New Hope for Wild Florida. And he's got a documentary by the same name that will be on Disney Plus starting on April 28th. Welcome, Carlton. Hi. First, let me start with the photography. How did a one-day assignment with Nat Geo turn into this lifelong project for you? I went on assignment for one day to try to get a picture in Florida Panther National Wildlife Refuge. I turned that into a two-month effort trying to get a picture of a Florida panther with a camera trap. It became a quest and an obsession and, to me, the ultimate symbol of why we need a wildlife corridor. Like you said in your intro, all the pumas in known existence in the eastern United States have been isolated near the southern tip of Florida. And the only way they're going to reach sustainable numbers is having access to more territory, more of their historic territory throughout Florida and beyond. And the only way that's going to happen is saving a connected network of habitat so that they can recover further north throughout the state. Outside of a place like Big Cypress National Preserve, there are very few properties anywhere in the state of Florida under a single ownership that can serve the needs of even a single male Florida panther. So by definition, all the adjacent properties have to work together as one. So you have a state forest and a cattle ranch and a national park and a timber operation. All that green space to a panther, it's just home. But it shows us why we need to keep these ribbons of green, these connected swaths of habitat throughout Florida and throughout our country. So that Florida Wildlife Corridor is an 18 million acre network of public and private lands? That's right. The Florida Wildlife Corridor, as designated by the Florida Wildlife Corridor Act in 2021, is 18 million acres, which takes up about half the state of Florida. 10 million acres are existing public lands. They're already protected. Places like national parks, national forests, these are our public parks and preserves. But the problem is they will become islands surrounded by development if we don't protect the green space in between. The goal of the Florida Wildlife Corridor is to create incentives for the protection of those other green spaces so that we have a connected habitat corridor that goes from the Everglades all the way to Georgia and across to Alabama. What other species are helped by this wildlife corridor? Thousands of species, wide-ranging species like the Florida black bear, but other species like migratory birds like the swallowtail kite, endangered reptiles like the indigo snake, the bonneted bat, the red-cockaded woodpecker. So you protect the land you need to save one panther. You end up saving habitat for so many other species of wildlife that depend on that same land. So with the fact that now we have photographic evidence that panthers are ranging farther through Florida, what do you worry about most with the future survival of the Florida panther? It's a race against time as to whether we can save enough land fast enough to secure the connections in the Florida Wildlife Corridor so the panther has a lifeline to keep expanding further north in the state. 
There are still a thousand people a day moving to the state of Florida. It is putting tremendous pressure on our remaining green spaces. And so we need to be really intentional about saving land and saving land soon in order to have any balance between the ecology of this state and the economy that continues to grow. Carlton Ward Jr. is a National Geographic explorer, photographer, and founder of the Florida Wildlife Corridor Project. Thanks, Carlton. Thank you, Nyla. The song Heart on My Sleeve by Drake in The Weeknd recently went viral, racking up millions of plays across social media and streaming platforms. The only problem is the song isn't actually sung by those popular musicians. It's AI generated. The fake song was originally posted on TikTok, where it was streamed 15 million times. The music label, Universal Music Group, got the vocals taken down from nearly every streaming and social media platform this week for copyright violations. This most likely won't be the last time something like this happens, as generative AI continues to grow all around us. But what does this mean for music and the way we create and consume it? Is this producing more possibilities or altering the art form forever? I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can text me at 202-918-4893. And that's it for this week. Axios Today is produced by Fonda Mwangi and Lydia McMullen-Laird. Our senior sound engineer is Alex Sugiyara. Alexandra Boti is our supervising producer. Sarah Kailani Gu is Axios's editor-in-chief, and Asia Whitaker-Moore is Axios's executive editor. Special thanks, as always, to Axios co-founder, Mike Allen. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Stay safe, enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday.